This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, this week's parasha, we have the first three makas. More, you have seven makas, but we're going to discuss the first three makas. Dam tzafardea kinim, blood, frogs, and lice. And Rabbi Yudah puts them together, detzach, dam tzafardea kinim. What's the common denominator between dam tzafardea kinim? We have to understand going into Golis Mitzrayim is a very unique Golis. The Gemara says at the beginning of Tanis that Hashem did not give ever the keys of three things which all revolve around the concept of life, of Chaya, having children, rain, all things that have children, all things that have to do with life. Life remains in the hands of Hashem. A person down here in this world can fool himself into thinking that he is his own success story and it's his own productivity and and he is successful and he is strong and he can run marathon, etc. He can fool himself into thinking that he has a lot of success and he has a lot of koiches. But there's one thing that the person does not control and that is life. Because if a person would control life, nobody would want to put an end to the life. The Yetzirah fools a person into thinking that he is in control of life as well. Because if a person is not in control of life, he's really not in control of anything. You can be in control and buy yourself lots of big houses and lots of nice cars and lots of big yachts. But if Hashem decides at any point that the life comes to the end, you're not going to enjoy any of it. it so, so basically, it boils down to that life is everything. And if Hashem is in charge of life, then He's in charge of everything. If he's giving you constantly, if he's giving us constant life source, he's in control of everything. So the Yitzhahara doesn't stand a chance. If a person the whole time is focused, that life is beyond Hashem, and Hashem is giving me life every moment, it's not possible for a person to, it shouldn't be possible for a person to sin, because he might feel that he's, get, he's getting severed from life. And that's why in the very first dialogue between Chava and the snake, recorded in the Torah, is revolves around this. Where the snake says to Chava, eat from the Yitzhadas. Well, Chava says, I'm not allowed to. And if I'm not connected to God, if I go against God, I'm going to die. You can't live. And the Nochash says, you won't die. And he pushes Chava and he says, look, you touched it and you didn't die. So too you can eat it and you won't die. What's the dialogue over here? The dialogue over here is that who is in charge of life? Who is in charge of life? That's the dialogue over here. And Chava is saying that Hashem controls life. Hashem controls everything, but there's one thing that's clear that Hashem is controlling, and that is life. And therefore, if you go against that, if you go against Hashem, you're severing yourself from life. Says the pasuk, Dov being connected to Hashem, clinging to Hashem is chayim kol is life. And this is really what the constant battle with the Yitzhahara is all about. And therefore, Hashem made it that rain comes from above. Rain is life to the world, as Chazal say. But rain comes from above. You can design your own combine harvester. You can design your own way of plowing your field, putting seeds into the ground, and closing it again. And you can, and you can design everything, and you can have the most successful agricultural tools. If it doesn't rain, nothing's going to grow. Rain comes from above. Rain comes from above. And if rain comes from above... Life comes from above. And if life comes from above, then Hashem is in control of everything. This is what makes Mitzrayim, Egypt, different than all other countries. Because in all other countries it rains. And if it rains, it reminds you that Hashem is in control of life. In Mitzrayim it doesn't rain. In Mitzrayim they have the Nile. 
The Nile made the Egyptians feel that even life is controlled by them. Even life is theirs. They control life. They have their own Nile. They have their own life system. They have their own life. They don't depend on rain. In Mitzrayim, that it doesn't rain. So they fool themselves into thinking that life is theirs. And that's why those fools used to mummify their bodies. Because how can they say that they're in control of life if they all drop dead at a certain point in life? <laughs> so therefore they mummify the bodies. Mummify the bodies means that, this is what they, he- this is what they held, mummify the bodies means that they just stay alive somewhere else. But they fool themselves into thinking that they're not dying. Preserve the bodies, etc. And that is the main clip of Mitzrayim. The main yetzer of Mitzrayim is to give a person a feeling that you're in control of your own life and you can do whatever you want. And it's the makas of Mitzrayim that, were, that, were, that, that Hashem sent in order to disprove them, in order to show them the truth and to drive the truth home. And that explains the makas of Dam Tzavadeya Akinim. The maka of Dam, the Nile was smitten. The Nile is their life source. The Nile was smitten and became blood. If you look at the Psukim, it seems from the Psukim that the reason why the Egyptians had nothing to drink was not necessarily because they couldn't drink blood. And as the Cheskuni, one of the Rishonim, explains that, and it's, it seems clear from the Psukim, that the plague of water turning into dam was a very short-lived plague. What happened was the water turned into blood, and therefore the fish had no oxygen, and the fish died, and the water stank of dead fish, and that's why they couldn't drink the water. That's how the Cheskuni explains, a revolutionary pshat, but it seems pshat and posuk. The reason why they couldn't drink, the reason why they had nothing to drink, was because the water turned into blood for a few minutes, and it killed the fish, and it smelt of dead fish. They could not drink the water because it smelt of dead fish. So according to what we're saying now, the makir is unbelievable. According to what we're saying now, it's incredible. The reason why they could not, the reason why they could not drink from the Nile is because the Nile smelt of dead fish, which means the Nile smelt of death. The Nile was the life source of the Egyptians, and here the life source smells of death. So Hashem is showing them, I'll take your life source, which is the Nile, that you fool yourselves into thinking that that life is in your hands, and I'll make the Nile stink of death. Wow. Hashem is showing them that their life source is really dead. Kinim, lice, is just the same thing, just the opposite, the way around. Kinim, what happened by Kinim? Every granule of earth became alive. Earth represents life or death? Louder. Death. Death. Earth, you come from earth and you go back to earth. Ophar represents death. Earth represents death. Over here, every granule of Ophar became alive. Kinim, a lice is the smallest living thing that we have. So every granule became alive. What was the makkah of Kinim? The dead earth became alive. What was the makkah, the plague of blood? The live water stank of death. The makkah of dam, life became death. The makkah of lice, death became life. Hashem was showing them, you are not in charge of life. I am in charge of life. And if I'm in charge of life, I'm in charge of everything. Because you can have a man and he can build himself a huge palace. But if he drops dead, he's not enjoying his palace. He can buy himself all the materialism in the world. But he walks out and has a heart attack. He's not enjoying any of it. So if life is everything and Hashem controls life, then Hashem controls everything. So that's the Makkah of Dam and Kinim. 
Life becoming death and death becoming life. So Fardea, frogs, says the Gemara Sachim, they symbolize Messir's Nefesh. Hananya, Mishal, Vazaria, the three holy Eden in the times of Nebuchadnezzar were thrown into a fiery furnace and they came and they walked around there. They didn't get burned, they came out alive, unscathed. The Gemara says that they learned a Kavachoyma from the frogs. The frogs in Mitzrayim went into the ovens, all the more so we have to go into the ovens. The frogs taught Messir's Nefesh. What is Messir's Nefesh? Messir's Nefesh means that a person understands that life is anyways in the hands of God. If life is in the hands of Hashem, and Hashem wants you to stay alive in a furnace, you're going to stay alive in a furnace. And where do we know that from? The first thing we know about the first Jew, Avram Avinu, the first episode that we know about him is he was thrown into a furnace. And it all cast him, beautiful. And it was so well air-conditioned. It was unbelievable. And he had a good time in there. Hanani Mishal Azariah. Wow. What, a, what an air-conditioning. And Nebuchadnezzar sees them walking around in the fire. Because life is in the hands of Hashem. So if Hashem wants a person to stay alive, he'll stay alive in a furnace. If Hashem wants a person, you mustn't walk into a furnace like that. But if you get thrown into a furnace, I'll kill Hashem. If Hashem wants you to stay alive, you'll stay alive. If Hashem does not want you to stay alive, so you'll be in the gym. And you'll be working out. And you'll be living the healthiest life. And Bingo. Hashem decides that's the end, that's going to be the end wherever it is. Life is in the hands of Hashem. The Egyptians believed that because they had the Nile and they were not dependent on rain, they have their own life source, they're in charge of their life. Hashem was showing them, no, life I am in charge of. And if I'm in charge of life, I'm in charge of everything. And this is the message. You, you guys are young and you're planning out your life. What is your primary concern what is your primary thought? Is this career or is this path in life? Is this what Hashem wants for me? Is this getting closer to Hashem? Because He's in charge of life. So when I have to decide, if I'm deciding, what am I doing with my life? And even a person that's working, and he's a workaholic, it's not his life. What are you doing with your life? It's not yours. Hashem's controlling it. He's holding the noose. Uy. You can fool yourself into thinking that you control everything else. You control your company. You control your business. You're very successful. You're cool. You're handsome. You're wealthy. Life is not in your hands. Life is in the hands of Hashem. Like we began the Gemara beginning of Tanis. Hashem never gave over three keys. Birth, rain, life. Things that have to do with life are in the hands of Hashem. And that's what we have to learn. From these parishes we have to learn, you guys have to sit and, and think to yourself, what am I doing with my life? Because Hashem is controlling it. And it's absurd to use my life that Hashem is controlling against Hashem. Life is to get closer and closer. Water represents life. The Egyptians, their final demise was in the Yam, was in the Yamsuf. They died in the Yamsuf. And the Jewish people crossed the Yamsuf and they sang a Shira, Oz Yashir, says Rashi Mikan The Jews found life in there, everlasting life, eternal life of Tchesamesim. And the Egyptians found their death over there. If Hashem wants, you find death in life. If Hashem wants, you find life in death.
The Jews lived their life in the Midbar. The Midbar is a place of death. <laughs> Nothing grows. There's no water there. There's no food there. It's a place of death. Oh, did we live a good life over there. 40 years. What a life. In Anana covered, we ate the on. We were in a place of death. What a life. And the Egyptians were in a place of so-called life. And that's where they found their death. So we should be zarcha to cling to Hashem. And to think of what am I doing with my life. And what does it mean, what am I doing with my life? It's not my life. Hashem is controlling it. I have to live my life in accordance to the one who's giving me life. And then I'll get life. And that's why Chazal say, Rishon b'chayim kruim mesim. Rishon, wicked people, even when they're alive, they're called dead. They're not living a life. They're severed from Hashem as the source of life. So he, Hashem keeps them alive in order to punish them or whatever. Give them a good life down here to punish them forever. It's not life. Tzadikim that cling to life are, 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 lie, are alive forever. And that's chutz we should be zorcha to yom shekule shabbos of anucha lechaye long remember of yomenu amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.